This episode of the Jamer K podcast is brought to you by From Within Records. We're about a month out from the payback LP dropping. It is what it is. And I am so excited. I love that band so much. And I can't wait for that record to come out. So please keep an eye out for that. Go follow From Within Records on Instagram and Twitter to stay up to date on all the payback news coming so you can pre-order a record, get some merch, support that band. It's going to be fucking awesome. And if you haven't had a chance yet, there's a new East Coast hardcore band off the tracks. They just released a demo back in July, played their first show with the Unity Barbecue 2.5. It's a newer band, and I think they're super awesome. So do yourself a favor. Go check out their demo. It's super awesome. And they also are on the Hardcore Caviar playlist. If you're not following that on Spotify, go do yourself a favor and follow that for the finest quality of hardcore. And I want to give a special shout out to my buddy Jeff Yuma out in Arizona. He just put out a new song with his new band Dim View which is super awesome. This is something that he's been working on for a long time. So I highly suggest you go to dimview.bandcamp.com. Go check out the new single, L-I-V-I-N. It's fucking awesome. And you can thank me later. On today's episode, we had to travel to Las Vegas, the 702. And it's always a pleasure for me to be able to talk to anybody from the Las Vegas hardcore scene. I have a long-standing history with a lot of great people from out there. So for me to be able to talk to anybody, especially someone like Jet, Jet, in my opinion, is like a pillar out there for all the hard work that he does with all the bands that he's in. He's really talented. And in my opinion, someone really important to the Las Vegas hardcore scene and just hardcore in general, just for his love and passion for what we do when it comes to hardcore. It's amazing. And it was really cool to finally be able to sit down and talk to Jet because we'd known each other for a really long time. He's played and he's playing in a bunch of awesome bands. So do yourself a favor. Go boot up your Spotify, Apple Music, Bandcamp. Go check out Purity. Go check out World Tension, Close Combat, Oversight. It's, it's awesome. I'm so surprised and so stoked that him... And all of his awesome and talented friends are doing so much for the Las Vegas hardcore scene. So strap in and enjoy this conversation. And without further ado, welcome Jet Stotts to the show. Welcome to the podcast, Jet. How's it going, dude? What's up, man? It's been a long time. How are you? Uh, I'm I'm doing great. You know, it's been definitely a, a long time coming, and I've uh, you know obviously I, I have a lot of love for the Las Vegas hardcore scene, and uh, you know I, I I I've been trying to show love for for a, a long time, right? Dude, I know, I know. It's 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 awesome. Yeah, I was listening back to a few uh, your past episodes and. 
And uh, I, you know, as a Las Vegas head, I uh, very, very much appreciate that because I feel like we are we are definitely an underrated little little chunk of the country. 100 percent. And and to be honest, I, I reached out to, to some people and this is like like years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Reached out to some people and they just were not vibing with what I was doing. And interesting. Uh, and kind of rude about it, to be honest, too. So I was like, you know what? <laughs> Fuck those guys. And I, I'm, I'm, I, yeah. And I, I, in my mind, I was like, all right, whatever. I was like, Fuck those guys. And I, I was a little turned off for a little bit. Right. But um, but I just have like, you know, these like longstanding friendships with people like, you know, Dustin, Aaron, Albert, Eddie. Oh, kids. that. Yeah. That I, I was like, I, I was like, I, yeah. I can't just not show love. So yeah. and, you know, surprisingly, I had on some members from uh you know a couple other bands and i, I reach out to, to to people so i, yeah, I went over the end of everything mm-hmm. episode with joel and uh and scott yeah joel and scott great guys yeah those dudes roll yeah so i'm like whenever i get a chance to show lover or, or even get a chance to talk about las vegas hardcore it, it's always yeah. a treat for me because yeah for, for some weird reason uh you know uh, people either don't know anything or just not informed or uh, just think it's underrated yeah, yeah it's just you know I guess geographically it is what it is like we're far we're close enough to other hub cities but also far enough away for people not to care and like they're like i get it like you live in la you have a bunch of awesome fucking bands and great shows all the time and shit like that like you know why you come why would you come to vegas like i understand like i think you should come to vegas but Mm -hmm. i get it but it's also weird too because there is history there right there are bands oh, yeah. that have come from vegas that have gone on to you know tour the country you know and kind of get recognition uh you know yeah. across the nation so it, it, it is always strange to me but um yeah. but, some curl up and die and shit yeah uh, and i always like to talk about winch mob because i'm just winch biased mob, yeah. i love winch mob but um <laughs> uh, but, but i'm curious about you because i i met you through um you know our, a, a mutual friend back in the day right yeah, um, yeah, through, yeah. through bobby uh mm-hmm. but I, i'm i'm curious play magic yeah playing magic the gathering which is uh you know uh, super awesome but uh, yeah are you originally from vegas because i honestly I, I just met you through bobby and i'm like oh and i, I just uh, like assumed that you were a transplant yeah. but I, I was never really too sure on your origins or how you ended up in vegas technically i'm a transplant i was born in reno but okay i didn't spend much of my childhood there like my family moved around a lot when i was a kid lived in a bunch of different countries and shit and uh but i've been here most of my life like i grew up here it's home you know I'll, I'll probably always be here. Okay. Well, no, that, yeah. that, that that's super sick. It, it's a good place. Um, I like it. Uh, you know, whenever I, I get a chance to visit, but obviously, you know, summers can be brutal. It gets like, you know, triple oh, beers yeah. out there, oh, which it is yeah. probably right now. How hot is it today? I think it's, I think it's maybe a hundred. It's not too bad. I was out earlier. I had to go get coffee and I went to guitar center and shit. And mm-hmm. It wasn't too bad. Okay. And, for you like when i look at you you play in a bunch of different bands um you know in las vegas yes. which is which is cool and i think people like you are really important to to be able to you know do that many bands but also to kind of um you know uh, put on for the scene and to do it with so many bands at the same time i, I think it's pretty impressive yeah I, I i appreciate that i it's a lot of fucking work and honestly through the pandemic like I've probably should have been putting in more work than I have, but I see a lot of other people that are in multiple bands putting in work for that shit in other cities. And like, like that's, you know, that's awesome. Like 
um i was listening to your episode with xavier with x kubrick like mm-hmm. he does his his like rap shit and then he does like simulacra and shit and like all that shit's awesome and then we have a bunch of other friends in other cities that do shit like that and it's it's cool it's cool to see i feel like i have a kinship with people like that that just like want to make all these projects and make shit happen yeah and for you like how does that happen right because obviously like you're a talented guitar player is it hard for you to to say no to starting these new bands because i i can't imagine it was your idea to start every single band that you're in right now uh, yeah i mean it, it it's it depends on which one sometimes it's like you know you have some of your boys and one person's like oh we should start a band like this and everyone's like yeah let's do that or like um sometimes it's me or like like um some of them i joined like i wasn't in oversight when it started and i joined that um or like purity like came from presagers before and we made that shit you know close combat we started that shit world tension kind of um came as a spiritual successor to acid rain in in my mind because you know half the members from acid rain but plus me and uh and my boy john that we do a lot of stuff with and then later member changes but like you know it, it, it just depends on the band you know sometimes you you just want to like i like so much different fucking music that it's like i appreciate almost every aspect of hardcore and metal and punk and shit like that just from what i grew up listening to so i want to play everything and i might as well you know and that's why i feel like people like you are important because for you to have that that you know that musical mindset to be like all right cool like i like multiple different genres but i also want to play multiple different genres right yeah i I think that's that's really cool and and honestly like like i said um for you to be able to do all these different bands at the same time it it definitely helps out a lot because uh i'm not sure like what the you know land is like out there when it comes to the las vegas hardcore scene right now but um like, are there a lot of like newer, younger kids trying to start bands or is it just yeah. like kind of like, um, you know, you and your friends kind of keeping it all together? Because from the outside looking in um, and maybe that's because I'm in this weird bubble where I only see your guys' stuff. That's like kind of like right, my right, perspective right. is that like, OK, like obviously Black Path, um, you know, huge shout out to them for, you know, getting all these shows oh, yeah. and, you know, putting it on for the scene. But then also for like, you know, you ian anthony and just like everybody i'm um, you know doing all these bands like that that's like all i'm seeing so like i'm not sure if that's how it is or like is there like a whole new crop like coming up because of you know they're seeing what you guys are doing it's i mean it's both like we put in a shit ton of work to to push our projects out and you know we've made connections all across the country and have a lot of good friends so i feel like you know we do a good job of pushing our shit out but there's a bunch of new kids that that play in uh newer bands there's there's a band called Glee Club that's like they're a little more experimental, mm-hmm. but they're all like in their mid teens and they they kick ass like they're and they're very supportive. There's, you know, they're learning the ropes and stuff, but like so are all these other bands. There's been a few other younger bands in Vegas. Um, good friend of mine, uh, Gabe, is in a band called Misdirection and they've had some member issues and I'm not sure if they're still going to do too much. But like, you know, it's the pandemic bands fizzle bands come back um you know and there, there there are some young kids that are putting in work I, I i feel like i say young kids but i'm like i'm you know i'm 26 so i feel like anyone around 20 is a young kid but then i have fools of shows that are way older than me so it's like i'm a kid too mm-hmm. yeah it's all perspective um, I, has I've, have you guys had your first show back since the pandemic started um 
No, no. I mean, there's been a few little punk shows. I, mm-hmm. I think uh, that band Glee Club actually just played a show last night or the night before, something like that. But like none of the big hardcore shows. Um, I believe Black Path. We we have all our shows are starting in September. Like, okay. Um, I think Black Path has. I'm not sure if it's before or after. I have to double check the date. But uh, show they're booking Show Me the Body, uh, the beginning of September, and then we have um me and john from all and our whole little circle we run under the name outlook outlook fanzine mm-hmm. um that's what we do all our shows under that's what we do like we release the compilation under that name that's what we run under all our bands under and uh we have a show on september 3rd and it's regional justice center and then it's uh we it's close combat which is another band of men we uh just put out a seven inch on Sawyer collective called new, new leash on life. And that's going to be the release for that. And we're also doing a reunion for acid rain at that show awesome. where uh, me and John are going to be playing guitar for that. And then God's America is playing that they're Vegas. OGs. I don't know if you ever heard them. They used to be on a three They've like toured Europe, badass grind band. Just like they play a five minute set and it's the heaviest shit ever. Um, and then we have another new band called Final Blow. It's more like negative approach. Um, just like punk shit that we released a demo on IOU records last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that show will be banging. That's September 3rd. And now I'm curious about uh, this acid rain uh, set. <laughs> how did this how did this come together? Because I, I was a huge fan of acid rain, right? I, oh, me too. Yeah, me I, too. I thought they were like this gem from Las Vegas, and I, I, yeah. I was hoping that them to blow up. But um, you know, I'm not sure what happened. But I, I, I always yeah. loved that band. When I was young, when we were playing Presagers, we would play shows with Acid Rain, but we didn't know them too well. Um, but like, I always looked up to them. I always fucking loved them, and now I'm in bands with them, and they're all my best friends and shit like that. But Danny lives in LA. Richard moved, I think, to Georgia or something like that. And then me and Ian and Fidel um, made world tension. So I don't know. It just, I think, because uh, John was putting that show together and he was like, hey, like, we like we want to make the show bang. Like, it's it's going to be the record release show. It's one of the first hardcore shows back. RJC's playing. Like, let's do Acid Rain. So, um, yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much it. everybody was down. We we just had practice like started practice for that the other day, and uh, I'm excited. I always looked up to them, so I'm stoked to play guitar for it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I, I want to go down the line and just kind of talk about each band that you're in to kind of give everybody an update and you know, maybe just a clear sure. picture of what's going on. Yeah. Um, okay, I want to start with uh, oversight. Yeah, uh, let's do oversight. Yeah. Uh, and last release on the Bandcamp was back in 2018. It was the the seven inch. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. The seven inch was right before I joined uh, Transparency. Mm-hmm. Um, the actual last release was 20 the end of 2019. Mm-hmm. There's a uh, there's a promo tape that IOU Records put out. Um, so it's probably on their Bandcamp. I thought it was on ours, but I guess not. But it's on street streaming services and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's just called promo 2019 or something like that it's just two songs that we wrote um right when i joined and uh those songs bang i love playing those songs live so 
but um yeah it's you know outburst killing time old new york hardcore shit Warzone shit um that's shit we all love um we've we've done a few tours um since then we did like a whole northwest tour with world tension and then we also did a tour in 2019 uh down to texas and back those world tension oversight and close combat um but like we're we're kind of chilling on oversight right now because um anthony who sings for oversight he moved down to houston oh wow yeah um a few months ago a few months ago i was probably i don't know i don't remember when but um and then ian lives in la now so uh he he makes the track all the time though so mm-hmm. you know we're kind of focusing on other projects right now but we have a few a few songs written and we'll probably come back um early next year and bang out bang out like an actual seven inch so it, i'm trying to remember but uh, somebody had mentioned that uh, they were supposed to do like a uh, like a west coast run with you like a band from california i'm trying to remember who it was i think it was to happen in 2020 maybe wise or jinx i there you go i think it was jinx yeah, I think it was Jinx. Yeah, uh, and yeah, obviously, uh, like that fell through because of the pandemic. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, we, yeah, we were actually supposed to play a pretty badass show in L.A. Like April, right when the pandemic started. Uh, I'm trying to remember who else was on it. I think Spine was on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I don't remember who else, but yeah, a bunch of shit fell through because of that. But. Um, but yeah, hopefully, I mean, we'll bring that back soon. Oversight's been around for five years now. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a slow burn, but we we all love that band very much. So. Yeah, and I had no idea that Anthony moved to Houston. That's, uh, you yeah. know, I, I just assumed he was still in Vegas. Yeah, he has some some good friends down there. And, he you know, you need to change sometimes. But, for, for sure. Maybe uh, he can go, you know, be a part of the, the Houston scene and start something down there. Yeah, he, he I'm, I'm so jealous because he... Uh, he saw Scourge the other night, mm-hmm. like a few weeks ago, at some punk, some punk fest, like at a house. And I was like, "Fuck, dude, that's like one of my favorite bands right now." Um, there's a lot of good music down there, but yeah, he's he's coming up. Uh, we'll we'll actually be in LA at the end of the month for uh, Cold Cave. So I don't know if you're going to that, but maybe we can link up. Uh, yeah, just some other dates, and we can figure it out. That's awesome. Yeah. And also, I had no idea Ian moved to LA. Uh, that, that that's awesome for, for yes. him too to to be yes. in California. Okay. Yeah, he got engaged. He's very happy. We're all very happy for him. Yeah, he's Working always a good job. Yeah, he's a good dude. Yeah, seriously, he he's always been nice to me. So I, I have nothing but good things to say about Ian. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's came through for all of us so many times. He's he's super smart and very well educated and knows how to get a lot of shit done. So, um, yeah. Okay. I, I appreciate both those dudes a ton. <clears throat> and as far as uh, world tension, uh, any news going on? Are you guys working on anything? We are, uh, but that's another one. We're kind of pausing, chilling for a little bit. Um, like our our singer Fidel is he has a lot of stuff going on and we're we're all busy with a lot of other stuff. We have a few songs written and we're probably gonna write a we're gonna finish seven inch in uh, the beginning of next year. Mm-hmm. Try to pump that out. But we do have a show. Uh, we're on Black Path put us on rotting out, dead heat and ingrown, uh, okay. on September 11th, and very excited for that because that's gonna be fucking popping. 
Yeah. That, Love all those bands. That's a good lineup, too. That, that's on like a Saturday, too. So, And it, yeah. it sold out, right? Yeah, I think it did sell out. Yeah. But um, we've, we've done a lot with World Tension. We put out two EPs. Uh, the last one, The Wall, we recorded with uh, Ryan Bram at Home Record Studios down in, in uh, Tucson. Did like all the Gate Creeper stuff and uh, the Beautiful Ones and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we did all the purity stuff there too. It's just, he's such a good producer and runs a great studio. So try to take all our stuff there when we can. But we put that out in 28, shit, it, was, it might have been 2018, but did a few tours off of it, did a bunch of Vegas shows, you know. Okay. And moving on to close combat, you just put out some stuff a couple months ago. Yes which yes. uh, w- which is pretty awesome and obviously uh, the two bands that we're going to talk about uh, close combat and purity are, are are these the ones that um, you're kind of switching more of your focus to right i mean right now yeah i mean the thing is like we we're all in these bands so like yeah. we let it ebb and flow how it goes like we'll work on a you know handful of the bands for a few months and then like shift work and shit like that and it is what it is with purity it's a little bit different but i'll, I'll get on to that um, but yeah, Close Combat, um, we started that band 2019 as well. And uh, just to have a fast-ass, heavy-ass power violence band, you know, a lot of Infest, Despise You, and well, also a lot of old youth crew influence and shit. Um, just because, I don't know, we, we felt like there wasn't much of that in Vegas. So, um, but we grinded out a bunch of shows in like 2019 and 2018 and um john john wrote most of the first demos he's 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 wrote most of the close combat music but um he we we didn't do much the whole pandemic in the beginning of the pandemic we put in a ton of work and um i don't know if you saw it it was called the outlook the skewed outlook compilation and it's like one song from each of our bands and a few like bonus tracks from Acid Rain on it, and um, we wrote and recorded that all that all by ourselves in the office building that I work at. Um, in the first few months of the pandemic, like once start stuff started to chill out a little bit, but um, and we put that out, but we pumped that out and then stopped for like months. Um, and then all of a sudden, John came to us and said, "Hey, I have like almost this whole." close combat record written like you guys want to jam it out I was like, yeah it was me and uh jack who's a drummer of world tension close combat final Blow. like he's vegas vegas premier drummer mm-hmm. we like to say just because he's he's the best dude and he he's incredible but uh yeah we took like two weeks and wrote the whole seven inch and sent it off to be recorded and sorrier collective put it out and i think the first run of the vinyl sold out and um yeah we're celebrating the release of that at the rjc show so that, that'll be cool and that office building is that the dr pepper palace that i see yeah the dr pepper palace <laughs> yeah i um yeah i <laughs> i work for a company that makes like maintenance stuff for helicopters like aviation stuff okay but i'm I have a part of the company. So like, I, I don't know, we have this big ass warehouse where we've done a lot of work and we've practiced it in it. Like it's a big metalworking shop. 
Mm-hmm. We, re- we recorded a purity music music video in there. We did a live stream world tension set in there. And then upstairs, I have access to all these, op- these empty offices. So I set up like, you know, jam studio, you know, little recording studio and stuff like that. So it's just, it's the palace. That's, uh, I feel like that's a pretty funny name. <laughs> that's interesting. Uh, yeah. John, John uh, is a Dr. Pepper and John Vanacor is a uh, Dr. Pepper and Mr. Pib enthusiast. So we always uh, fuck with him about that. Yeah. Well, I'm more curious about the palace. I, I'm so curious to, to check this whole thing out because uh, so you, you say you own a part of the company. Does that mean you own like the building or? I, I don't own the building, but I own a part of the company and I pretty much have access to the whole building. So okay. it's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. Nobody gives a shit for it. So, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Yeah, if it's not being used, that's cool that you can actually make use of the space. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I'm I'm curious how you linked up with uh, Peter Maria for the art because he's a friend of mine, and I, I like love the stuff that he does. So when I saw that, yeah, he he did the art. His like, art's oh. awesome. That that's yeah. all John. That, okay. Like yeah, John John um, commissioned all the art for all the close comment stuff and most of that stuff. He knows a lot of artists. I like honestly with all the bands, like I don't really usually handle a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Worm handles most of the purity art and all that stuff, and then and then John or yeah, John handles all the outlook stuff. So, you know, yeah, he, he, I, I don't know if he knows him personally or no, I think he does. I don't know. Yeah, because when I saw that, I was like, oh, cool! Like, you know, seeing like you know my friend from like you know Pennsylvania doing you know artwork for another one of my friends bands i'm like oh that, that's uh, you know cool to see all these like you know um all these links and it's it, it's it surprises me but then also like i shouldn't be surprised be surprised because like obviously like you know hardcore even though it's so big like um like everybody so knows everybody yeah, 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 yeah exactly yeah. so it's just like uh if you look hard enough like you, you can find links between everybody so but it's cool that you guys finally are gonna are going to finally get to um, you know, have uh, the release for the record and be able to celebrate that because oh. for it to sell out, I, I think that's a big deal. That's that's super awesome. Yeah, we're all we're all very very happy about that. We're stoked to play those songs live finally. Mm-hmm. Uh, one show that because uh, I, I I've only been to or I haven't been to Vegas. Um, I I went like two times last year. Like once, mm-hmm. like I, I I literally drove out one day to um to have lunch with Aaron, which was like one of the funniest experiences because I didn't know like obviously like we took uh, or, and we still take the you know coronavirus the COVID nineteen like serious right yeah yeah um but when I went out to have lunch with Aaron, I totally forgot that he's like, you know, super germaphobe and uh, <laughs> is like, you know, and I was like, oh crap, I I, I should have probably realized that he would take it like more serious than I did. So when we went to go, like uh, me and my buddy Garrett, we drove out to uh, Cracker Barrel, right, to, to eat with Aaron. And <laughs> we were eating in the parking lot, but he was literally like two parking spots away. He didn't want to get anywhere near us. And I was just like, I was like, this is so, this I love is, that. yeah, I was like, this is fucking condo. I, I was like, that. we literally drove. Hey. So He's a far. teacher and stuff. Mm-hmm. I get it, you know. Yeah, but, but, it, but it, yeah, it, you drove so far to yeah, you know, look at him from from <laughs> ten feet away. Yeah, typical Aaron. Uh, love the guy, but it, it was just so funny because I, I I didn't even put it together right until it was happening. I'm like, holy shit, this totally makes sense. Yeah. Um, but one show that I was bummed that didn't happen because I was actually going to drive out to Vegas for that point of contact show that you guys are going to do. Oh, yes. Dude. Because, yeah. Yeah. For, for some reason, the, the tour wasn't hitting California and I love that band. So I was like, all right, like if I have to I, make the trek to Vegas, I'll go. I fucking love that band. 
Yeah. One of the best straight edge, like modern straight edge bands. Yeah. I was very excited for that. I think it was point of contact oversight. Yeah. Jo- John and Alec were, was handling that. Um, yep. Hopefully, hopefully we can make that happen. Yeah. And, um, yeah, just hopefully you guys just continue to keep getting more shows. Cause I, I was, I think it's cool when I see tours actually stopping in Vegas. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I honestly, I think, I think over the last, you know, two, three years, I guess three, four years with black path doing so many big ass shows and us bringing in a, a lot of, you know, more niche bands. And, um, I think people are starting to realize Vegas is a, is a, place to stop which is cool because it hasn't been like that for the last you know 10 10 or so years um and it's it's cool well i mean we're, we're getting a bunch of you know tour offers now and you know a little too many honestly and that's good champagne problems you know yeah 100 because i i know there was like a weird time where like things weren't really passing through uh just because of like you know people stopped booking shows they just you know weren't really yeah. handling stuff but then to to see like you guys and blackpath step up and start taking things and you know yeah. kind of bringing that shine back onto the vegas scene it, it's, it's been yeah. definitely cool to see because I, I i think you know it, it doesn't or like it, it wouldn't make sense for uh, you know in my mind like if i'm looking at a tour route like for bands not to stop there i know it's a great like even if you know just travel wise like go get a hotel come gamble you know party a little bit like it's in between like it's a stop between la and salt lake or you know la and uh, arizona whatever or if you need to go north or whatever mm-hmm. but um i don't know between generational gaps and weird shit that that's happened and bands fizzling and bands starting there there was a, a chunk of time that was that was weird and not the best for vegas but you know we're past it there's valleys and hills hills and valleys i've seen some of the best shows in vegas uh when i think back to some of the crazy shows i've seen in dustin's like you know living room and (laughs) just like just even like to this day i I think about it i'm like how the hell like were his parents so cool uh to let that kind of (laughs) shit happen right letting a ton of strangers right into the, their Just home in their living room in yeah. front of the fish tank yeah and yeah no i love thinking about that yeah because like I, I remember seeing cruel hand in his living room and mm-hmm. i'm just like and like impending doom in his living room and i'm just like what the hell you, you think about how big some of these bands got and you're just like it, it was such a weird and yeah, crazy like, and cool time job for a cowboy and like suicide sound shit yeah, yeah. I, a lot of most of those shows like i was way too like i was way too young when all the Leathernecks and Hammer House and Dustin's House shows were happening, I was mm-hmm. like maybe a freshman in high school around then. And I was like, you know, just finding hardcore. I didn't even realize Vegas had hardcore. I like looked up the, you know, Reno bands, like mm-hmm. AFB and shit. I thought was so sick when I was like in, in high school because I was like, oh, they're from Nevada and they're straight edge. It's so sick. And then I found like Folsom, like Winch Mob, Misery Cordium. But I never like, was able to go to any of those shows. So I just hear stories about him. Dustin had a few shows at his house a few years back when, you know, we were starting, they were starting Black Path and stuff that mm-hmm. we played that were pretty cool. Like I played there when I filled in for Die Young. And then we played some World Tension shows there. Uh, Purity played there. Um, yeah, that, that was, that was pretty rad. I don't think he wants to have shows there anymore, but I which is understandable. Yeah. But it was cool for him to bring it back for a bit. And you you mentioned Reno, and sometimes yeah. like I'll, I'll I'll like sit back and like look at some scenes and just wonder like what happened. 
and you know reno used to have you know like a, a pretty popping scene i'm sure there's still a reno scene right um, i i see shows stop by there every now and then yeah but, but like you know for as popular as like afb was during those like seventh dagger like you know years they haven't really produced anything to that level in a really long time and that always just gets me so curious like like what happened out there like what like what stopped i feel like it's it's probably maybe a more pronounced thing like version of what happened in vegas just big generational gaps and i don't know you never know like i it's not my scene so i don't i don't mm-hmm. know like i have nothing to say about it but I, if i had to guess probably just big gaps and weirdness and i and it every time i've played up there people have a very it seemed like people that aren't into i mean this is probably everywhere but people that aren't into hardcore are very very turned off by hardcore so it's like harder to book a core show there Mm -hmm. than it would to be like book a rock show you know what i mean but yeah they just think it's gonna fuck shit up but i could be wrong you know it's just not you know i was born there but i don't i don't know shit about it yeah and that's why i always try to emphasize like how important the youth is right like we gotta try to guide the 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 newer kids and not be bullies and you know keep them out like they're they're gonna be the ones to to keep it alive after you know we're gone or if we're too busy to to do bands or do shows or whatever like like we need people to come after us so it's just like yeah it's 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 important you know it's hardcore is both tradition and you know generations and passing shit down and it's like one of the few scenes that is like still like that you know like i don't know we're all here for the same shit just gotta you know maneuver your way around it yeah keep and it going you mentioned hammer house i i was fortunate enough to only go there uh once like uh, <laughs> and, and I, I say fortunate I, I mean i was fortunate enough to, to be able to experience it before it right. like went away um because i i'd always hit, had heard like you know um 100 demons playing at the hammer house i'm like holy shit that, that sounds crazy but then um i was able to go one time i i saw like Folsom furious styles and uh i, f- I forget who else played but that was uh or no Folsom didn't play that show no it, it was uh i think it was winch mob but uh, yeah but, but i went there one time and it was cool i yeah the, the majority of the shows that i saw um in vegas were at leathernecks and that was uh, right right it's pretty interesting yeah yeah Probably like one of my most embarrassing moments was um, I was uh, I was doing merch for uh, every man for himself. Right. Okay. It was on the the, the first blood California tour and I was um, out there doing merch. And then I came in while first blood was playing. It was like in the middle of their set. And like I yelled out like a song for them to play. And I guess they had already played it while I was outside. And I, <laughs> I didn't hear it. And then the guitar player was like, we already played that. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, well, I feel like an idiot because uh, <laughs> I, I didn't know. Um, but but yeah hey you know shit happens yeah shit, shit, right. shit does happen <laughs> but yeah but i i've always looked at vegas just because like when when i was getting into hardcore right um i I'm obviously went to a lot of shows out here in southern california and then like the first real friends that me and my group of friends made uh, with people from another scene were the vegas dudes right like our friends and every man for himself were friends with like the winch mob dudes and they were going on tour. So they, they played a show like winch mob came out to Southern California and they were like, yo, like you got to meet our friends from Vegas. Like everybody's like super cool. Mm-hmm. So like we linked up at the show, made friends. And then, um, I, I, it was like tons of fun fest. It was like one of the ones that, that were happening. They're like, right. yo, like this fest is happening. Like if you guys come out, like we'll house you, blah, blah, blah. And we're like, holy shit. Like we just met these dudes and they're like down to like houses. Like, let's go. Like, let's just see where this goes. And 
mm-hmm. you know, meeting people like Dustin, Albert, Eddie, Aaron, uh, you know, way back then, like, you know, 2005, 2006 and friends with them to this day. So it's just like I, I've always like, you know, looked at Vegas as like something special just because they were always so good to me and my yeah. friends like way early on. I've al- I've always wanted to ask you, like, how you knew everybody like no, that that's like, how yeah the, that's why I, I was listening to the episode you did with uh with the end of everything i was like oh okay i get it and there's it you know so many people here are friends with so many people in you know southern california and it's awesome like i we all have a bunch of friends on there that we get to see that come to vegas and we go out there or whatever so there's there's still a connection i feel like yeah and uh, yeah and like i i still you know uh, and friends with those guys and, and talk to those guys so and, and like and, and it's always been respect right like there there's never been yeah. anything like you know weird or no beef it, it's always just been like you know just them keeping it real the the whole time so like uh, that's something that i can always respect right but uh yeah, that's cool man yeah and, and as far as um you know you guys playing california i i feel like that's something that uh I wish would happen more often because obviously like you guys are close enough, but I get it. And, you know, sometimes with like, you know, work or, you know, whatever else gets in the way that, that you know, because it, 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 in realistic terms, like it's like an eight hour trip, right? You know, four, four there or four here and four back or, you know, three yeah. and a half, just depending on traffic. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I hope in the future, like, you know, as these shows are you know getting you know more busy and more things are happening, I hope that mm-hmm. you guys are able to figure it out and find time to get out here. Yeah, we're. I mean, we're really trying to. Close Combat is is playing in LA near the end of October, um, for the Sorier Collective. Uh, it's like a festival or you know just a, a showcase or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember the exact date, but I'll I'll post it. Or I'll send it to you. Um, so we'll be around there. But well, I mean, we're trying to you know, hit LA with all the bands. Like, I know we want to go there with, uh, with Purity for sure sometime. But booking right now is you know. There's so many bands already like on on the like hitting everybody up. It's like you know, we'll we'll wait for the next wave. You know. Mm-hmm. And speaking of purity, when I look at like all the bands that you do, I feel like this is like the one that seems like the most professional. If that makes sense. <laughs> like, like yeah, I mean it's we we're still you know DIY till you die, but we mm-hmm. we do run it like a little bit differently. But you know, it's the one we. I've done the most tours with we put a lot of work into and i also the style of music caters to it being more i don't know produce is the right word but needs more work put into it we have a lot of electronics we have like dj shit we have multiple guitars we have like a bunch of different vibes like it's uh we have to, we just have to put more work in it so it so it comes out real so it comes out fucking as good as it can there's a lot of like it's a you know it's weird shit it's it's hardcore it's metalcore it's new metal like it's shit a lot that i feel like can turn a lot of people off but we don't really give a shit like that like that's all shit we're passionate about and we write it for us and we put it out and some people fuck with it some people don't it looks like a lot of people are you know loving limp biscuit and corn right now so that's that's pretty funny but um and and that one's that was different like me and um worm our singer uh handle most of the ship for that but like our our the rest of our band's kind of spread out around the country like our my best friend michael does the electronics for us he lives in seattle our drummer lou he lives down in louisiana um and then our other guitarist kane he lives up in uh 
up in the Northeast. He sings for uh, Vomit Forth, and him and Warm have a band called Eyeball. It's kind of like a Smashing Pumpkins band, but he's uh, he's like good ass dude, great musician. But getting everyone together, like we have a bunch of good heads that can can work on shit. But we space shit out a little bit more just because we're we're spread out, you know. Yeah, and do you find that uh, you know challenging at all since you guys are all in, in different places? Or oh like- yeah. <laughs> I mean, we we make it work, but it's challenging for sure. But you know, it's a different it's a different crew. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll always be a Vegas band, just because me and Warm are from here and we've been here. We did Presidors all through here, and then we you know switched it up, made made Purity, made our own shit here. Um, but you know, it's a little different. We we um, we put out an EP last year called called Animus. That we've been working on for fucking ever um and then we're about to put out a remix album of the of animus it's like a bunch of remixes from a bunch of our friends um like venom benzo and dope seller and shit and we're putting that out through uh, static era records and along with a new music video we did a few months ago with eric easter day oh you guys filmed with him yeah yeah he did uh we did the serpentine video with him. He flew out. We did it like in our warehouse and shit. Oh, he found that one too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, he's he's a good ass dude. Super he's, talented. I was just gonna say that. Good super t- super talented dude. Yeah. He actually he he stayed at the Dr Pepper Palace <laughs> when he came to Vegas. Oh, so you guys had like dorms or did he just like? Yeah, we, yeah. We have a little dorm with like a big ass bed in it, and like I don't know. We're we're. I was like gonna get him a hotel or something. He's like, dude, I'll just sleep here. I was like. All right, word. All right, super word. super low maintenance. Um, so, but, yeah, some Vegas shit. Okay, I'm curious about um, uh, the the record. Uh, does the title reference anything at all, or is that just because because I'll tell you when I hear that word, I think of Assassin's Creed. But uh, oh, <laughs> but maybe that's just okay. me. Being, okay. Yeah, no. It, all right, it doesn't reference that, but I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Wait. Um, because certain things, because even like when I hear the name Acid Rain, I think of Devil May Cry because that's like a move <laughs> that like Dante does, and I'm just like, right, yeah. right, yeah. No, I I get it, dude. Everything in my life is a fucking game reference. Like I have a fucking Dark Souls bonfire. I just got on my arm, like you know, I feel it. Okay, but uh, um, okay, so you guys did film a video for um Serpentine, uh, which is like a really long song. <laughs> Uh, which is pretty interesting because obviously like you, you think about um, just even like your average song like, not even like in hardcore terms but when, when you think about like how long that song is like five minutes and it's ten. a pretty long song huh? yeah, it, it, yeah it's pretty long but but it, it makes you know uh, you know you guys shooting a music, a music video for that um, awesome because we got to see like a lot of cool stuff but yeah. um, why did you choose that song for the music video like were there any other contenders or was that always the one that you guys wanted to film a video for honestly we um the plan is to to make a, some sort of visual for every song on the on the EP. Okay, that was just the first one. That's the loudest one. That's the hardest hitting one. That's the one we wanted to fucking come up and say what's up. Like that that song is both like a big fuck you and also a big like you know arm around all of our all of our friends, all of our people that like have supported us. Mm-hmm. Um, and we I don't know. We just wanted to put it out as a statement. But when we love that song, and we we've had that song for 
a while and we've reworked it a few times and we we're finally like yo this is like this is it and um yeah we we got exactly what we wanted with that with that video we were we like the all the instrumental parts we like we recorded in the or like the visual parts we did and like actually in the the metalworking shop like mm-hmm. down down in the palace and um i don't know had a bunch of our our people in it and our, our friends and made that shit happen um but yeah it's a, it's a long song we the irony is that we recently have had to make a radio edit for that song like a, a shortened edited version um so yeah i originally pitched a, maybe we should uh do a radio or do a shorter version of the song for the mm-hmm. video but we're like fuck it let's just do the whole thing but okay so you guys did a radio so you guys are getting radio play that's interesting or um not sure you know but um we we were we were told by some of our some of our friends at um at the at the label we just signed we just signed to to get a radio edit made so you know we could push out a, like a two or three minute version of it mm-hmm. um which makes sense like oh that song bangs but you know my attention span gets uh gets kind of short even at three minutes so yeah but you gotta think about how expensive like airtime is you know probably people are probably yeah. fighting to get that space because uh, if i'm being honest when i was watching it i was like okay if this was on trl like they would probably have to cut it you know oh yeah for sure <laughs> yeah because for sure because you think about that that show's not that long and then you know you think about five minutes that's a <laughs> um, yeah but, yeah, it, we, but go we ahead. did just recorded uh that other music video uh that'll be released near the end of the month and that one's a little shorter but that one's for the song mirrors and we're super stuck on that because it's a total different vibe mm-hmm. yeah and that's awesome that uh, you're able to work with um the same person that shot the first video because it's going to kind of keep that consistent flow so yeah. you can kind of keep that vibe mm-hmm. and and that's why i love about eric he knows exactly what we want like he fucks with all the same shit we do like he loves all the same like 90s metalcore and fucking new metal and shit that we do like genuinely mm-hmm. so he he knows what's up he knows what we want to do like and he's super talented so yeah and, and that makes it way easier when you don't have to try to like get someone to understand your vision like mm-hmm. for someone to kind of have that 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 eye and that that ear for what you're doing it makes it a whole lot easier yeah. okay and so th- and th- th- this remixed uh album that you had mentioned uh are those tracks already done and you're just kind of waiting for like, oh, yeah. a rollout or like what's oh the yeah, plan yeah, yeah. um it'll be a like a cd digipack um where it'll have like all the the normal songs from the ep and then like I don't remember exactly how many like eight remixes mm-hmm. on it and there it goes between like drum and bass to industrial to um more noisy stuff to hip-hoppy kind of things it's 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 pretty sick it's pretty sick it's you know just like how the, you know they used to do with old old uh rock records in the 90s or in the early 2000s and shit you know yeah, I, I think about you know crazy tours like remember when uh, Lincoln Park and Jay Z had that album? <laughs> exactly, yeah. that was one of the biggest influences for for that shit. You know, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I remember one time I was in Vegas. Uh, it just so happens uh, that night, Corn uh, and Skrillex were on that tour. Remember they they, they did that one <laughs> yes. tour, and I was like, uh, yo, yeah. like like I know you guys like Corn, I like Skrillex, like we should go and nobody was into it everybody was like you're fucking <laughs> you're, like, you're fucking crazy like why would we want to go see skrillex and i'm like 
I'm like, just trust me. Like he, he's going to be like, you know, bigger than he is now. And nobody yeah, wanted to go. Are, there. Yeah. Those was, are some, those are some opposing vibes right there. But <laughs> yeah, I know, I know my boy worm has some opinions about, about all that, but mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, I mean, it's all good. This girl looks tight. Corn is tight. Yeah. I'm kind of, I'm, I'm actually kind of a corn hater, but I can appreciate them for what they did. Plus, everybody in my fucking band loves corn, so I guess so, it. I'm, that's and that's where I was, right? I, yeah. I, I understand why corn's big, but it's just not for me, right? Mm. But I like Skrillex, and I was just like, dude, like we could have had it, because like it, we could have had it all. I, I feel like it would have been a really interesting night, right? Because like I know that they weren't into like you know that kind of like you know dubstep or you know any of that yeah. kind of like electronic music, and that's not, that's not my space either. I just like like some of the, just the like artists, that, yeah. yeah. So it, it just was something that's like, man, we should have gone. But now it's just like, who knows? That's probably never going to happen again. The crowd alone at that would have been worth the watch. Yeah, dude, I, I went to see <laughs> uh, like it was a couple of years ago and I, I went to see Marilyn Manson out here. Mm-hmm. He, he, he played at the observatory, which was crazy. But like yeah. I and this is my first time ever seeing Marilyn Manson live. And it was like I think it was like either early or mid-October. But like I'm showing up to the show, right? I just like how I normally dress, like you know, pants and a t-shirt, whatever. But I'm like showing up to the show. I'm, I'm seeing people in like you know, a jailhouse outfits, girls with like painted black eyes, or maybe they're real black eyes. I don't know. And I'm just like, okay, is this like a Halloween thing or is this the normal crowd? And it was just ah, that's the vibe. And I was like, this is so cool. I was like, this is like, yeah, not my normal scene, but this is so interesting to see. And then being able to see Marilyn Manson at the Observatory, he was like one of those artists that made the venue feel bigger than it actually was it, it was right. it was like super wild but it was just like yeah it's like I, I i like to get out there and you know go to d- different shows and just see what things are like because it's it, you know it's always interesting yeah but yeah we are all very big manson heads but i mean obviously bullshit he he fucking did but oh i, I forgot about that <laughs> but we're, we're know, getting canceled his, his music and his and you know the vibe mm. and all the shit he did um back in the day is a huge influence on purity so yeah so um past the the remix album have you guys been working on newer music or are you guys just kind of yeah. focusing on that or yeah then the next step is a is a, is a proper lp mm-hmm. uh because we've done two eps now and even with pressures all we released was ep uh, eps and some bands that's cool that's some some bands that's fine but i always felt like like purity like the way we want to do it like it can be an lp band like we could fill out an lp without it getting boring have enough like changes in tone and have enough you know fucking bangers to fill out a full lp and not because that's the worst when you try to listen to 12 song you know full record and like you're halfway through and you're like uh okay snoozing and then you realize like the last song is bomb mm-hmm. you know so like i, ne- I never want to do that like all bangers throughout so we we've been working on that for um the last few months and even like even today worm's gonna come over in a bit we're gonna demo a new song um and then we're gonna be working on that for the for the rest of the year probably so yeah no and i'm glad that you guys are taking it that serious because yes yeah, sometimes uh you know there are artists or bands that can you know do an lp and actually give us quality from start to finish and then there's other times where you're just like, man, like what happened? Or like, how did this song get yeah. on here? You know? Yeah. So I'm, I'm actually stoked to hear that you guys are you know taking it serious and wanting to put out like, you know, quality songs and not just yeah. race to get an LP out. I mean, the, the, the truth is a lot of hardcore bands aren't LP bands and that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd rather listen to a 
hard ass five songs and you know three good songs and six boring songs and a good another good song but that's just how it is I, I feel like the space that we occupy we could we'll be able to fill that out so yeah yeah and I'm taking care of it and you mentioned like the space that you guys occupy also like you guys um sound uh, you know you guys have like uh, like a, a wider range of, of sound when, when you talk about all the elements that you, uh, you guys kind of bring together to, to form the sound of purity um which i i think is awesome and I, I feel like you guys are one of those bands that can you know go and play any type of hardcore show because you know like with all the sub genres whatever mm-hmm. um i i feel like you guys are one of those bands that can go play any show and fit right in and it wouldn't be too weird yeah yeah and i mean that that that's like that's always how how we've been like we love hardcore we still consider ourselves a hardcore band even though we don't do a bunch of different shit mm-hmm. you know we could like we we are definitely a fan of mixed bills like we're all the shows we're trying to book like in vegas for the future uh we have some plans just like have like dj shit going and dance shit going and, and like rock shit going like throughout the night but uh yeah we, we we're we're trying to get some some tours booked for early next year and we have uh we have some cool plans for that yeah because when you look at uh, some of these bigger acts right bands that come to mind like code orange right code orange mm-hmm. vein uh show me the body who you know yeah. is going through vegas when, when, when we look at them uh they're like i, I feel like they kind of just play their own sound even though it's like a little outside of the box when you look at your typical like normal hardcore band or hardcore bill yeah and for them to be able to have that kind of success i think speaks volumes especially for you guys oh yeah no it's it i mean it's definitely paving the way i mean that there's always been crossover tours Mm -hmm. and stuff but i feel like now you know 2021 even over the last two years or so people are so much more open to mixed bills to different like more experimentation um it's cool i mean yeah you know, we're, we're seeing keep, across keep the, the circle board. open yeah like even bands that are doing stuff with like hip-hop and like you know rappers like you got turnstile going on that tour with like oh, chief yeah. keef and all those other artists. oh dude yeah That's i'm good. very excited for that tour yeah and then even uh, drain up north they're playing with city morgue which is uh you know pretty crazy oh yeah 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 so so it, i didn't it is see cool. that that's cool though yeah no it, it, it's, it's awesome to see these things happening especially right now just because it's just like yeah like hardcore even though we are this uh, you know subgenre like it, it can fit in more places right because obviously you know hardcore punk but then you, you can throw a hardcore band on a rap bill and mm-hmm. it'll be just fine right or even put you know a band like uh, turnstile on a big fest like at coachella you know and totally yeah. fits so yeah. so, so it's cool to see these bands uh, just kind of um, showing everybody because obviously right like these are like the the bigger bands in our space they're they're kind of showing everybody like hey like these things are possible this is like, all right yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah so. No, I love seeing it. Mm-hmm. I, I love seeing that shit. Okay, and uh, I I follow you on Twitter and Instagram. And a, a while back, you had uh, mentioned that you were uh, going to start streaming on Twitch. Do you still do that? Uh, I did for a little bit. I think I don't know. It's complicated. I'm I dude. I'm so busy, and I think that kind of got in the way of it. But I I was doing it for a little bit. I might start it up again. I've been thinking of. Um, making some YouTube content, okay. like doing some guitar stuff, but also doing some gaming stuff. Um, I feel like that's a little bit more up my alley. Twitch is a little, 
Twitch is a little saturated right now. There's a lot of people doing cool shit, but also like the overall Twitch streaming vibe, like not to be like that guy, but like the whole mainstream Twitch fucking vibe. I just can't get into it. It just, it's so fucking cringy to me, but there are cool. There are people that do cool shit. I, I watch people's streams all the time, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I don't know. It's, probably mostly not for me but I, i'm working on some some cool videos that i might i might upload I, I make a bunch of like i play warzone a lot so i make a bunch of little videos for that mm-hmm. and just practice practice my video editing prowess and whatnot oh yeah yeah that, that that's always another option too because like not everything has to be you know live on stream mm-hmm. so for, for you to be able to have that option I, I think that is smart and you know I, I i do twitch every now and then i uh you know had a a, a goal to you know want to try to do it full time but dude it's work right oh like, it's it's straight up work yeah and i'm like i have a you know actual job mm-hmm. i can't like I, i'm not gonna take it off to like put this much work and all that what have you been playing uh, uh yakuza like a dragon okay right? yeah so th- that's like my new jam right i and I, i'm and i'm late to it i i was yeah. put onto it by my uh, buddy nate and uh, colin uh uh-huh. colin young uh and like w- once i you know picked it up dude I, i've been I, I think i put in about like 90 hours at this point into that game just trying to like get all the achievements and i'm like right at the end of the story gotcha. um, so did, I, did you play the previous yakuza games no i, I this is the first one i've ever played yeah do you you recommend picking that one up i do i know i know they're all on game pass so i i i don't know i don't remember i was listening to some gaming podcasts and they were talking about how to start playing okay. yakuza games or whatever so i started at i think yakuza kiwami okay um which i think is the first one or remaster the first one yeah um but there's so many of them i'm not sure but i played it for probably got like 10 hours in but i i just never picked it back up like i i I liked it but i think it was a little too slow for me Mm -hmm. there are some things i i really like it kind of like the way they go about like the cutscenes and the like telling the story reminded me of uh like shenmue Okay. I played that a lot when I was a kid, and then I went back and played it as an adult, actually understanding what was happening. And I liked that, but um, but like the combat, I couldn't really get into and you know, stuff like that. Yeah, with Yakuza like a dragon. From my understanding, is that this is different than all the other ones because this one, oh. um, they uh, the battling, it's like a it goes back to turn based combat, so like more of like a classic oh, RPG style. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's it's honestly really really fun and like great great story too. So I that's I, cool. I highly recommend that. And also, yeah, yeah um, if you have Game Pass, um, you know, it doesn't hurt mm-hmm. to check it out since it's basically free, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I I love Game Pass. That and then I even the stupid EA Play. Like, there's so many games on there that I'm just like, yo, right, here we go. EA Play came in clutch. I remember when uh Star Wars, um, yeah, the most recent one. What was it called? Uh, Jedi. Jedi yeah. Fallen Order. Yeah, Jedi Fallen Order. When that came out, I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna like this. I was like, let me let me sign up for EA right for five dollars, and yeah. I was like, let me make the most of it. And dude, I played the shit out of that game uh, for that first month, and I was like, I got to experience this, and I only had to pay five dollars. This is super awesome. awesome. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, that that game's awesome. I, I uh, got it when it came out and I beat it and I recently tried replaying it and I just couldn't get back into it. But I, I love that. Fucking game. 
yeah, just that, just the story and just the way the game played. I was like, okay, this is like a cool, like, you know, modern Star Wars game, right? I felt like yeah. they got to like utilize, like even like you know, just how the game looked and even how it played. I was like, okay, they did a lot of cool stuff. Uh, I, I appreciated it. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge Star Wars head, so whenever they do something right like that, mm-hmm. I get so stoked. But like, I love both the recent Battle Battlefront games. Okay, um, I like most of the new movies and shit like that. I watched Rebels and Clone Wars and shit like that. When they do shit right, they do shit right. You know, what was the the canceled game? Uh... Oh, uh, thirteen thirteen. Yeah, the, it was like that bounty hunter one, right? Yeah, that, I think that uh, that ended up becoming Jedi Fallen Order or becoming something. I don't remember, but yeah, that's like the the fabled like pre Disney like shit that would have been a badass game. Yeah, and then Disney had to come in and be like, "Nope, cancel all those projects. We're gonna start new yeah. shit." Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So th- that's something that I think about where I'm just like. That's like one like Star Wars thing that I'm like, all right, I wish I could have experienced that to see yeah. what it was like. For the most part, I'm I'm cool with like Disney's handled Star Wars really, really well. And it was honestly pretty messy before that. Like I love a lot of the old legend stuff and extended universe stuff. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of great stories there, but you can still like, you know, read them, watch them, play them, whatever the fuck. Disney just kind of reorganized everything and put up some some cash to make shit have a little bit of better production so i'm not like super into star wars like i can appreciate it for what it is but are we gonna see any new star wars movies anytime soon or are we like i have no idea honestly okay i honestly i've kind of i've kind of fell off like paying it i used to pay attention to a lot of the star wars news and mm-hmm. now i'm like yeah I've, I've seen all the recent movies but like i don't know i i go i go through phases no, I get it. But sometimes like when you're on like the pulse for like everything and like every day you're looking for new news, but it's the same shit for like months mm-hmm. and months. You're just kind of like, all right, let me go look at other yeah. stuff. Exactly. Exactly. And then like, you know, you get into phases of different hobbies and shit. Like I can't tell you how many times I've gotten gotten back into magic or. Oh, man, know, that's a sore subject playing. <laughs> Can I tell you when I exited magic? Please tell me. It was when they banned Splinter Twin. I don't even know if the card's still Oof. banned. Is the card still banned? Do you know? Oh, I don't know. I haven't played Modern in forever. Yeah, or see, paid attention. Yeah, so uh, Bobby convinced me to play Modern, and I was like, "All right, let yeah. me. All right, I, I know it's expensive, but like, let's go all in. Like, let's do it." So yeah, I, I dumped a bunch of money to get uh, you know, uh, Splinter Twin uh, with you know Kiki Jiki and uh, mm-hmm. no, I don't remember the other fucking uh, cards. Um, what was the the blue card? It was like that jar. It was like four blue. God. Oh, oh okay. it has like four effects. To... Yeah, yeah, that one. <laughs> and I got the full art. I was going all out, right? I was doing baller shit. Buying Crypto like, command. Yes. Crypto command. Yeah, I, I was buying like the full art to that, and like you know when that came out, I'm pretty sure that was like a free one that they're giving at F and M's. But then like mm-hmm. obviously it became like a cool thing, so um, yeah. it became like super expensive. But yeah, as soon as they um banned uh splinter twin i was like what the fuck am i gonna do and yeah. um i was just like I-, I could try to you know just you know piece out the deck and play something else but i was like dude i put so much money into this yeah dude you to- just lose all your value overnight yeah and fucking, yeah. yeah and yeah. and, and then- the what you've practiced with exactly because i'm like obviously like i was trained i knew exactly um i was prepared for any situation at that point mm-hmm. in modern right 
Um, yeah. Just because I, I played the deck so many times, we ran so many test games, we went out and competed. Like I was ready for anything, right? Like I wasn't nervous to to play any card because I, I had an answer for everything, right? And even if like, um, and most of the time, right, where you're trying to get the you know turn four killed, like you know not trying to have these long drawn out games um, in modern, right? Yeah, and then as soon as they banned splinter twin i'm like oh I, I get that it's like you know it was like over it was overpowered whatever but that, that wasn't the only card right yeah exactly um, and i, I was, think they ended up like banning every piece of that deck eventually and it was just so because i i can't remember what like what bobby was playing at the time in modern um oh you think he had like he was playing jund yeah if i remember right i could be wrong but i think that's that might have been around the time when i met you yeah, no, because I yeah I, I remember we that's like yeah I, I met you in Vegas because um, I think we might have been going out there for something or I don't remember, yeah. but but yeah so that's when I left and then I I had like toyed with the idea of like trying to get back into it and I was looking at like standard stuff, but then um, standard like is, is always cool right obviously because there's like new stuff going on and yeah. stuff like rotating in and out but I just was always into modern, mm-hmm. but I just never modern, wanted yeah, modern was like. Modern felt good. Yeah. Modern felt like you were playing cards that weren't watered down, that weren't fucking like you were actually doing some shit. Where like I I played modern for a bit and standard at the same time, but like you know, you get out of it, you come back. Like I came back in like multiple times and joined. I'll usually just jump back into standard mm-hmm. and just see like what the good shit is. And then I'll play for a few months and then you know, you I kind of realize that like 90% of the cards are just old cards that are have a different name and are, and are more watered down. So it's like, I don't know. I, I love that game very much. And then I, and then I've played magic arena a few times, but then like their whole economy system's weird. And if I'm on my computer, like I'd rather there's like other shit I'd rather play than a card game. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I love that game very much, but it's, it's hard to level up. I'd I've toyed with the idea of like, you know, so like subscribing to like magic online, mm-hmm. but I was like, why do I want to <laughs> buy all these cards to not yeah. actually have them? And I'm just like, Oh, like, I get that. It's like convenient. I can play it anywhere. But then also I was just like, I'll just, cause like sometimes I'll go and watch, you know, some people just play on the Twitch. I'm like, all right, yeah. I'll, I'll watch them play their expensive magic, like, you know, online accounts. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's something that I could just never fully get back into after that card got banned. Yeah. I feel you. Okay. I want, let me see if it's still banned. Games, man. Okay. <laughs> well, let's see if it's. I, I, I think they've unbanned a few crazy cards in modern. If I remember, right. I'm trying to remember what. But. Um, I think it's. Uh, uh, hold on, I'm looking at the the banned list right now for. For modern, uh, Splinter Twin is still on it. <laughs> Splinter Twin's on it. Let me see if I recognize any other names that were in my deck. Uh, all the amulet stuff got banned I think around the same time oh ponder got banned (laughs) what the hell (laughs) are you kidding me ponder okay it it is Loki kind of powerful yeah because I think you you use preordain in place of ponder or opt I can't all the little blue card draw spells are the same Dude, I can't. Oh, they banned uh, Gitaxian Probe. That the is. Look at your opponent's hand for two life or whatever. Draw a card. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I don't even know what, what people play in modern now. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I'm curious what the meta is because there's obviously been so many like new cards that have come out, but yeah, yeah for yeah to this day, yeah, because that was what year did that get banned in? It had to have been like 20, uh, like five years ago at yeah. least. Yeah, it's been in there for a really long time. But unbanned Splinter Twin and yeah, because I think it was the only card that yeah, but that was just such like a pillar in my deck that like because what, 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 like I didn't really have any other you know instant kills or any other yeah. like I could you know lightning bolt you to death or something. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, being able to Splinter Twin and just make infinite Kiki Jikis or infinite uh, berries or whatever like. Yeah, Sick and it was always such a satisfying feeling, right? Because, because, yeah. um, because obviously, like Splinter Twin was like, in my opinion, not even a top tier deck. But when it came to modern, it was probably like upper middle tier. But there was always, um, I think it went in and out. Yeah, I felt there because, like, even like, um, like, like, and it's crazy, like you know, like, like modern burn decks. Sometimes, dude, right if you get the right draw, like I can't even get started. Exactly. So it's just, just turn two, fucking turn three, burned out. Yeah, so I, I I never thought it was like that powerful, but when I got the news that I got banned, I was just like, it just literally took the wind out of my sails, and I was like, I'm gonna get the, I'm getting rid of this shit. I can't do yeah, this I'm anymore. Out. Yeah. I'm yeah. Out. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a, it's a fickle, it's a fickle situation. I think. Yeah, I I think my favorite memory of ever playing Magic was um so the 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 card shop that we used to go to was like on like 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 behind it was like the parking lot but behind the parking lot was like residential. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess like one night like we were too like rowdy and this is before F and M even started we were too mm-hmm. rowdy the residential called like you know the cops and like complained like did like a noise complaint so like the card shop had to like close for the night so we're like what the fuck are we gonna Damn. do like we're literally here for fnm like what are we gonna do so our card shop called like another shop like across town they're like hey like can you house like some of our players for tonight and they're like yeah like bring them over so like we went and it was just kind of like this weird rivalry right shop versus shop yeah yeah, yeah. and and I didn't even want to play that night because because um, I went to play modern, but they're just like, oh, like we're not doing modern here tonight. Like we're just doing standard. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can't remember the name of the deck, but it was like um, it was uh, was it white, green and black? Um, I can't remember what was the, the the name of the deck at the time. There's a name for it now. Absan. Yeah. Um, oh. And it, it was a buddy's deck. He's like, here's like, here, just use this deck and like it'll, it'll, it'll be fine. So I, I, I played. Yeah. I, I played that deck and I won the whole, <laughs> I won all of F and M and I was just like, how the fuck did this happen? It was the only time I ever won F and M. And I was just like, yeah, I was like, we're at a rival shop. I'm using a deck that I didn't even want to use. And yeah, somehow I still come out on top. Yeah. I was like, this is that, that rules. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, all my best, all my best magic memories are, are from going to shops and, you know, fucking beating nerds or getting my ass kicked by nerds. Yeah. And I just be, or just, bringing my boys and just fucking all just playing and having a good night like midnight pre-releases mm-hmm. shit like that and then even like in high school like we would just before we all had jobs and shit we'd go to fucking walmart and just steal the shit from the cards and fucking oh. build our decks like that <laughs> and just have a great ass time before we started going to shops and shit mm-hmm. like so there's so many good memories of that game but you know i'm good on it now yeah, I, I remember we went to Vegas for uh, one of the Modern Masters tournaments, right? Yes. And um, I, I remember it was uh, 
you know, you go, you, you sit at a table, right? You get assigned to a table. They they pass like the boosters around. Everybody gets eight packs. You try to build a deck, mm-hmm. and we had did like some you know training before. Like we we'd all pitch in on a uh, like a fat pack or whatever, mm-hmm. um, and try to you know just have like simulations on like you know situations that we were gonna run into at Modern Masters. And yeah. I remember we you know go round one. I, I get all my packs, and I'm just like I can't build shit with this. So I I, I instant you know forfeit, drop out of the tournament. And later that night, everybody's like, you're a bitch. Like, why did you drop out? <laughs> like, like, yeah. like we guarantee you, like you could have built something with that deck. And I'm like, all right, here, right. I'm like, here are the cards. Like all of you collectively, like, what would you have built? And like, seriously, like 20 minutes in, everybody's kind of looking at all the cards and they're like, no, you're right. Like you should have dropped because like, you can't build shit with this. And I'm like, yeah, I was like, you really think I drove with you guys four hours, paid all this money to get into this tournament just to drop. I'm like, no, this is yeah. bullshit. I, I got the worst draw ever. Yeah, I I actually I remember that same exact one. I think we were both at that one. It was a sealed. It was sealed. Yeah, it was. You had it was the one where you had a partner, right? Or was no, it, no. Where you were alone? I, I solo. Oh, okay. Well, me and uh, my boy Michael, who does the uh, electronics and purity, we went to that one, and uh, we did the the two headed giant mm-hmm. version of the tournament, and we opened all our shit. And we opened like a Tarmogoyf and it was like 200 something at the time. Oh, do you guys sell it right away? Oh, dude, you, you fucking knew it. Like I had a shitty ass job at the time and shit. So like, um, I think we opened two that weekend. Actually, we might open two in the prize pool or in that pool. Mm -hmm. I don't remember exactly, but, uh, I remember we like, we were so stoked and we're like, all right, well, let's make this deck and see how we could do. And we like lost the first round and dropped and just went and sold the Tarmogoyf and split 200 or 100 and 100 we're like all right we're good yeah i remember hoping to get a, a, a tarmogoyf because i was like cool i was like i, I want a foil one let me just instant yeah. drop let me go oh, sell yeah. this shit because i don't care because at the time i wasn't running um yeah. any of those in my deck so th- those cards didn't mean anything to me but I, mm-hmm. I i definitely wasn't one of the one of those lucky ones but it, it was a trip because that was like my first time ever going to anything like that and just seeing like people yeah like we'll buy it right now for 300 like no questions yeah. and i was like geez yeah. This, is, this is wild and I, I guess that the, card. those big ass tournaments were pretty cool though I've, i i look back on them fondly it's yeah pretty fun yeah i i did a couple state ones out here um mm-hmm. at the convention center in anaheim and those were i, I remember I, I went to this one and this fucking guy i forget his name but i, I remember we we sit down and i'm all nervous because it was like my like one of my first times doing it and the guy's like oh like are, are you new and i'm like yeah like what about you and he's like yeah I, i'm new too motherfucker goes on to win the whole tournament and i tell everybody like yeah that's the guy that i played in the first round that beat me and they're oh yeah he's like famous he's a sponsored player and i'm like that <laughs> asshole he told me he was new but yeah wow. I, I got paired up with some like sponsored guy who just kicked my ass and then ended up winning the whole thing god just fucking smurfing just <laughs> yeah just pretending he's new yeah, yeah it was yeah. it was crazy like yeah but like magic was fun but yeah for, for me to just get back in it would just I don't know if I want to spend because I spent literally like thousands of dollars for that yeah. that Splinter Twin deck and just like the way that I am that's how I'd want to do it again but it's just like uh-huh. yeah, I don't know if I want to do that and and, and even now like my, my life's like different so I don't have like that much free time to just go sit at a card shop for hours you know yeah I, I feel that I feel that okay but, but I am curious Um, you mentioned you have a uh, you said you have a Dark Souls tattoo or oh yeah yeah, I got my my fucking little bonfire right there, dude. Uh, dude. Uh, yeah, I my I got over into all the Souls games over the pandemic, and it's just like 
such an incredible series like how they're made how they handle the lore the vibe fucking music just literally everything like i love that shit i haven't been able to play bloodborne yet because i don't have any a playstation but um yeah big big fan of from software shit mm-hmm. yeah, and bloodborne is super awesome i'm surprised that because obviously like a, a lot of people want like bloodborne 2 that's something that uh, people have been like calling for for a really long time and i'm surprised that they haven't announced it or even um, you know anything has come out but yeah. they're, they're so cryptic with everything mm-hmm. like they're still announcing shit for elden ring and you know oh that's supposed to come in come out in the next few, few months actually but yeah they're, they're just such a weird ass company like i i I hope for a Bloodborne too. I haven't even played the first one, but yeah. But seeing that Elden Ring trailer from like uh, uh, the Summer Games Fest that Jeff Keighley did was like super awesome. I was like, this, yeah. this, like that trailer fucking beat out all the other E three bullshit. Like, yeah, I was just, yeah, I was like, how did Jeff Keighley, you know, obviously a super talented guy, and I love what mm-hmm. um, everything that he's done for the gaming community, but like he put together like such an awesome thing, and then all these other like you know big companies couldn't do anything to even like rival what he did. Oh yeah, dude. That show was awesome. dude. Yeah, like I have a bunch of friends in in a group chat that's all about Souls games and shit. And we were all going off when that was live. It was like uh, I'm so excited for that shit. Yeah, it's it's awesome. But 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 I love that how like those games like they just have that reputation of just being so hard. <sighs> yeah, I I know it's so they're not that hard. Like but, being real, true. like it's it's challenging for sure but once you start to get it and understand the game and yeah you're gonna fucking die a bunch but like they're not they're they're really not that hard you just gotta work for it a little bit you gotta work for it a little bit it's like this mental thing that comes like pre-installed just because um, you know just because like obviously that's what they're known for but yeah but like once you get into it and like you know like i feel like if you can play that game without that mental block like and you know how to like actually maneuver your character like you'll be fine and yeah sometimes you get caught with stray shit where you're just like what the fuck but yeah you just gotta just be chill and and just know know the fights and yeah it's not that especially if you start with dark souls 3 like 3 is so accessible like and it's an amazing game but it's like the most fluid it's the most like it's just i'd say it's the easiest one to get into that's the one i started with and then i went and played you know one and now i'm on two um now i'm replaying one again one is fucking hard but Mm -hmm. like i i honestly like uh suggest most people that play one to at least like use a guide for at least some of it because otherwise you're not you're literally not gonna have fun like i remember the first time i played dark souls it was dark souls one and i played it blind and it wasn't even the remaster and it was so i was like i want to play this game so bad because like the overarching theme and vibe and the music is so sick but like i was getting my ass kicked so yeah definitely start with you you haven't played them no i have i'm, I'm a huge oh, fan okay yeah. oh okay sick sick I, I wasn't i wasn't wasn't sure but yeah i i say three all the way yeah, and it is pretty like you know it's it's one of those games that it's so open that like yeah like you could just end up at some late game shit and you're like wait why am I dying or like where am I like where where am I yeah. supposed to go but it's like yeah, yeah you actually gotta pay attention and read some of that shit and yeah um, it's fun uh, did you ever get a chance to play a uh, Sekiro? Uh, no, so that's uh like I have it on Steam I just haven't gotten to it yet like all my 
my boys in the souls chat are like huge Sekiro heads mm-hmm. and um that's that's the next one for sure but i'm kind of i don't know i i i can only really focus on like one or two games at a time mm-hmm. like i play warzone almost every day and then i've i got back into uh old school runescape and i've been trying to grind that out um interesting yeah yeah but, but definitely i'm obviously like yeah if you, if you like it, or any of the souls games you'll love Sekiro. Yeah. That, it that looks game, fucking awesome. Yeah, I'm excited. That that game almost mentally broke me. There's this one fight. Um, it, yeah. It's not a spoiler, but like you, you you fight this fucking this giant like monkey, and uh, he, he's oh yeah, I've heard of I've heard of him. Yeah, he's like he's like undead, and then like like I, I thought there was like just one phase of the fight, right? But it's like one of those like boss battles where there's two phases, <laughs> and God, like like I said, it, it like almost mentally broke me. It was fucking so hard when you work so fucking hard to get to finish it to finish the first phase and then it turns out there's a second phase yeah it was a trip but okay runescape i i have a buddy who's tried to sell me on runescape and (laughs) i go go and look at it i'm just like i don't know if i want to play something like that (laughs) yeah all right yeah so it's it's uh it's it's kind of niche for sure like i think if because there's like a newer version of the game that's all like updated graphics it's more like a proper like mmo Mm -hmm. but um they do they've like been keeping old school runescape uh which is uh the version from 2007 but the game's been around since like 2002 and the graphics are fucking dated like it's pretty polygonal but it's like a super i don't know i'm not really an mmo guy that's the thing and this is like the only mmo i like i played it a lot when i was a little kid so i have a huge nostalgia factor with it okay um but playing it as a kid versus playing as an adult now i play it so much more efficiently like i now i know what i have to do to grind certain things to get to end game to get to high level to you know find different things to do do pvp um stuff like that i don't know it's it's an awesome game if you like if you like grinding like mmo xp grinding skilling and shit like that you'll like it but also if you just like want a new experience i don't know it's 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 honestly hard for me to like recommend unless like like i'd say jump in and try it and it might it might charm you it might it might grab your attention you might have fun or you know if maybe not <laughs> yeah see, it's 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 almost a 20 year old game so like i get it yeah but, and I, I i'm a sucker for mmos right like i've been uh-huh. playing final fantasy 14 okay since it came right. out I was about to say, um, yeah, yeah, huge Final Fantasy fan, and I, uh, I bought the Amazon MMO that that comes out at the end of the month called New World. So, oh, okay, I, yeah, and I I played the beta, which was like it was fun, but I don't want to uh-huh. get too deep into the beta because I don't want to get burnt out on the game yeah. before it even came out because none of your data transfers over. Like everybody has to start fresh. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, so I I probably put in like maybe like four or five hours, but it's like you know same shit, fetch quests and uh-huh. you know pick a faction, whatever. But um, but but the battle system was pretty interesting because it wasn't like your typical MMO because like in like New World there's like a you actually have like a block button and then there's like a light and heavy oh. attack and then you have like a couple skills not like a whole plethora of skills like in other MMOs so I was like okay like so I, I, like top top bar of the keyboard fucking mashing the whole time or uh, well so right click is block and this is like default controls so right click was block okay. left click normal left click was light attack but you know left click and hold was your heavy attack and then so it's intuitive combat yeah so instead of just like quick yeah instead of like auto attack so they're, they're trying to keep you involved to kind of keep things spicy but like literally like there was only like four skill slots 
So I was just like, this is like, I, I wonder how deep it's going to get like late game type shit. Yeah. You know? Did you try Elder Scrolls online? I, you know, I did, but I never made it to the online, if that makes sense. Cause I was like playing uh, like all this like single player shit. I'm like, where's the online? Yeah. So like, I, I, just... I, I did the same thing. I love the Elder Scrolls and I tried giving Elder Scrolls online a chance a few times. I just realized I'm not an MMO guy, but mm. I did like that. It, it was like an MMO, but you have actual, you know, combat in it. Yeah. Uh, but like Final Fantasy 14, like half my fucking discord like all my boys like play that shit like they love it like i've been thinking about getting into it i was never really into final fantasy all my best friends love it so i know a lot about it now Mm -hmm. but um it looks awesome like i like i watch them stream on our discord like killing you know big bosses and shit all the time and it looks sick and some of them play runescape with me so like it's you know yeah um which one different strokes you know what what, when your homies has like a final fantasy 10 like hand tattoo right or, uh yeah i think it it's, it's not it's not worm it might be michael yeah i think it's michael yeah oh you've met michael i, I have met michael oh my god yeah i totally for, yeah because he used to play magic with us mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah he lives up in seattle now but he does the the electronics for uh for, for purity. purity but yeah he's he's super into final fantasy he, I mean, he plays runescape with me too but yeah he okay. him and worm both have like a bunch of final fantasy shit because they, they love that shit yeah it's yeah. wild that's cool though but uh that's interesting um and <laughs> i i want to talk to you because like b- before we started recording you had mentioned or you brought up grand theft auto which <laughs> <laughs> bro grand theft auto is getting remastered what the fuck is going on how is it that it, we're getting a grand theft auto remaster but we still haven't heard shit about grand theft auto 6 grand theft auto 6 yeah it, it's um, become such a meme at this point it's so it's so crazy it, it's kind of mind-blowing because i never saw this path for you know for rockstar and for uh gta 5 because i i played gta 5 on xbox 360 and then i played it (laughs) on ps4 right yeah never played it on now you're gonna play it on ps7 maybe because i i might get tired of waiting but it's just like i didn't and like i i see the popularity and like the role-playing you know gta and then with all these, like with all the free content, which is insane, because right, there's so much paid DLC. But when you look at Rockstar, they've given out so much free shit; it's crazy. But yeah. I'm just I, wondering, like, like where's GTA Six? Like, what's going on? Because you know, I was like, <laughs> in between, like, we've had Red Red Dead Redemption Two. Yeah, um, they're taking they're taking their sweet ass time. Uh, honestly, I'm not a huge GTA head. I literally played the campaign of GTA Five for the first time last year during the pandemic. Okay, and. I didn't really get into the, any of the online stuff, but I know that it's super deep and there's a lot of people that are really into it and mm-hmm. that there's a lot of shit you can do and it looks fun, but I think it's a little too deep for me. Same. Um, but I mean, I love like San Andreas, like um, GTA four, like all those games. I, I am. <laughs> it's become a running joke with, with uh, me and some of my boys that the GT, the old GTA game, GTA games are getting remastered. Uh, but yeah, it'll be cool to see them in Unreal. I'm not sure why they're doing it in Unreal instead of the Rage Engine that Rockstar, you know, jerks itself off over so much. So that's kind of confusing. Maybe it's a different developer, but maybe that's why they're still maybe they're working on GTA Six while that all that shit's happening. Yeah, I I hope so because like yeah, it'll, it'll be fun to play some of the older ones, but it's just like, mm-hmm. dude, San Andreas is hard to play now. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it, my my favorite was a uh, Vice City, so I'm like, all right, let me Dude, see. What, 
let, let me see what it looks like with better graphics yeah. but it's not going to be like you know i'm, I'm not going to be like so like excited over it i'm just like all right cool let me check I think it out it'll be cool i think it'll be cool so i because it'll you know it'll have like the mechanics most likely of gta 5 just in vice city that would be cool but like yeah. when vice city was so cool looking even with the shitty graphics so yeah. like with with in unreal it's gonna look awesome and i never got to i never like actually played that game i've you know picked up the controller a few times but mm-hmm. uh, i'm excited to play that and gta 3 yeah because like when, when when i think of like you know uh, remakes and remasters i i, I like what uh, when companies do stuff like what they did for like resident evil right when, when mm-hmm. you think about how they redid resident evil 2 resident evil 3 right and, and then even when they um you know uh re-released uh you know director's cut with like the updated graphics uh, it was just like you know like th- like real quality stuff like stuff that yeah. i didn't mind paying full price for yeah. but um when, when i see these remakes remasters i i wish they would kind of kind of rework it like they did with resident evil 2 and resident evil 3 or even like um, another example i'm um, final fantasy 7 remake right they did like, oh yeah yeah that was it. that was sick like uh it's such an insane jump jump of graphics obviously but um it, it like feels like a different a whole different world yeah but what games um are you looking forward to because obviously like you know you, you mentioned a couple times that you played warzone um I, and i'm not too familiar with that world because uh like i don't know why but that's like the only like uh br game that i play that gets me like sick because like i uh, you know I, I get like motion sickness <laughs> but like that game's like really shaky um oh okay yeah okay. so because like I, I i play apex like every day no problems uh, right but really what, yeah you play apex but, but warzone makes you makes you woozy yeah it's so weird wow. I, I can't explain it and then people are like oh just turn the shake off and like i've tried but it's still i don't know what it is the blur and stuff interesting yeah, yeah um i don't know like i i have a very like uh I play Warzone so much, but like I have a weird relationship with it because I mean, Activision fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. And, and like I, I was never a huge Call of Duty head. Like I played, you know, Modern Warfare and Black Ops and shit back in the day, but I was never yeah. really good at it. I just so happened to, you know, get into Warzone. It's mostly me and like being able to play with my boys and being able to play with like cool people. Mm-hmm. Like, um, it's definitely like more of a social thing, but I do love the game. Like I keep up with the meta. Like I, you know, try try hard to actually get better at the game to get good and uh it's it's more of a thing i get to you know play with my boys all the time and fucking you know get some dubs but um played apex for a little bit and that was fun mm-hmm. but what warzone gets weird because there's like a well, big cheater problem and then like fucking uh, the game has so many issues but yeah. overall it's a really well-made game and it you know that's that's just that's just been my shit but like yeah i'm I'm looking forward to the new call of duty game it's like it's gonna be another world war ii game which i was tired of but i'm I'm cool with now elden ring um what else is coming out soon i'm definitely looking forward to too too much attention skate (laughs) four oh skate four yeah hopefully um they're able to deliver that that's a lot of pressure you think about like oh yeah it's like geez good luck yeah, they got the money though. I, I hope they don't fuck it up. Yeah, I, I, I Battlefield twenty forty two or, um, sorry, twenty one forty twenty, whatever the fuck the new Battlefield is called twenty forty three. I think. Yeah, I was. I'm, 20, I'm really excited yeah. for that. That one looks cool. Um, are you a fan of like Guardians of the Galaxy? Have you seen like the trailer for that? Um, 
No, I know what you're talking about though. Mm-hmm. My, my 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 boy Worm was really excited for that. Yeah, for that game to come out looks fun. I I just uh, stoked to see these like you know Marvel properties get some some love, like some proper love, right? Because like before, there's like you know there was like a big you know like you know gap from like an actual like any kind of super, good superhero game up until like you know Marvel's Avengers came out. That in my opinion, um, like now it's way better than what it was when it came out i, I still enjoy yeah i heard the game. that was good yeah yeah in my opinion it's fun i uh-huh. have like over like 100 hours in that game um <laughs> so so just to see like another uh, you know uh, marvel game come out that looks like you know like it's gonna be another quality game it's it's really yeah. cool to see yeah i feel like i'm for sure missing missing some stuff but my head is like yeah, i'm trying to think oh I'm, I'm a huge final fantasy fan so final fantasy 16 that you know that's coming oh out. that that trailer looked awesome yeah that trailer looks sick. That looks cool. I'm, I'm trying to think what else. Um, what else is coming out? I don't know. They announced that Dead Space game, which I'm excited for because I was a huge Dead Space fan. Dead Space was sick. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think what off the top of my head. Have you played Splitgate? No. See, I, I've never been a big Halo guy. So yeah, it's literally fucking Halo. <laughs> yeah, like it's like Halo, <laughs> Halo and Portal, right? Halo and Portal. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, there's, there's not an original idea in that game, but it is fun. Yeah, I've I, I seen the set of videos. Yeah, uh, which has <laughs> been pretty... playing that to 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 chill out off Warzone a little bit. Okay. I'm excited for the new Forza game, actually Forza Horizon Five or Six Dude, or Five. Those no, games always look insane. Dude, I, I'm never been super, you know, driving game dude, mm-hmm. but I I got into Forza Horizon Four because it was on Game Pass, and it was just like incredible, like. I mean, it's one of their AAA Microsoft titles, so I get it. But like, mm-hmm. it's such a well-made game, and it like cars and shit is like a way back in my head hobby of mine. So like, it's literally like playing with fucking Hot Wheels as a kid. Like, you drive around this big ass map, like it's it's uh, open world. You could do whatever you want to your cars, and like, it's you can bend the settings to where it's more simulation like or more arcade like okay um they're just really really well made games if you like any sort of driving games there's no other driving games i really care about besides that but the the new forza is going to be in in mexico which is sick um like the the setting is in mm-hmm. take, takes place throughout central mexico which is pretty cool but, yeah I, I i normally just stick to like the goofy ones like mario kart <laughs> <laughs> Mario Kart rules. I I I've been meaning to get a Switch for like since it came out. And I still don't have one. So there's so many games I haven't played. Like I haven't played Breath of the Wild, which I really mm. want to. Like, I, I've bought and sold like four different Switches. Like I <laughs> I don't know what it is, but throughout my entire life, I could never hold on to a Nintendo system. I always get like super bored. Like from 64. Like I, I had a 64, and then I skipped a didn't get a GameCube because my neighbor let me borrow his GameCube. And then I got a a Wii, a Wii U, and then um, and then a Switch, and then even with the handhelds, I had a 3DS, and and then yeah, I just always like bought and sold them. I, I, yeah, I, well, because I, I, I mean, I feel like with Nintendo, you like there's not so there's not as many games as as, as everything else. So you experience like the inten- Nintendo games, and then you're good. But yeah. like, I grew up. Me and my little brother grew up on, with an N64, and like, okay. we loved the shit. So we played like all the games on that, and then we had a GameCube, and then we had a Wii. But I haven't had a Nintendo since then. Mm-hmm. But um, and I still 
still don't have them. I I sold my N64 a few years ago when I was like going through some shit, and I missed that. But like my my little brother Jordan is super into retro games, so like we'll go over there and he has like a Dreamcast setup. Oh, that's like nice. SNES and N64, and we'll like play like emulated games and shit, and go play a bunch of OG games, and it's 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 sick. So I you know get a little bit of the nostalgia back from that. Yeah, that, that's awesome. Uh, Dreamcast was yeah, obviously like everybody knows one of those systems that was like ahead of its time. Oh, dude, yeah. I, I remember it had like but, the little Ethernet port on the back, and I was just like, "What? This thing can go on the internet?" And yeah, if it, if that controller would have had two sticks, it would have been it would have been a perfect system. It would have been like light years ahead of its time. Yeah, and just for some reason, it just didn't like you know. Yeah, it, it came out at a weird time, but then mm-hmm. like in between you know 64 bit and 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 playstation 2 and shit like that yeah because my so i i used to live in this neighborhood and the, the dude at the end of the block he had a dreamcast and because of him he introduced me to games like you know crazy taxi soul caliber yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, power stone and then even yeah, like um resident dude. evil code Veronica x was, yeah, yeah he had so many games for this dreamcast Adventure, dude. yeah Dude, yeah. and, and then I, even like the graphics on the Dreamcast were so sick. They're so clean, sixty frames per second, like so nice. Yeah, well, my uh, my dad got a, it, yeah, I guess he, he like got it from. So I remember us playing it, but like my dad got a Dreamcast w- when it came out, and we'd be able to play it sometimes. And like, and I, I remember his his boys would like burn burn uh, games for it. Because like there was something with the DRM, you could and you could still just burn games on on the CDs and mm-hmm. play it. Like I, I feel like they probably lost a shit ton of money, and that probably could have you know been part of its downfall. But it was really easy to burn games for, um, for that shit. So we we had like all that, and then that's that's I remember playing like Shenmue and Power Stone, fucking Echo the Dolphin, Sonic Adventure. That's uh, yeah, I, I love the Dreamcast. It's a little weirdo, but it's it kicks ass. Yeah, and then Sega never did a console after that. Right? Yeah, exactly. They just now Sonic's kicking it with Mario, <laughs> doing those Olympics type games. Yeah, and, dude. Uh, yeah, like I wonder. Smashing shit. Wonder how uh, how profitable that move was because like yeah because I don't know if like there would be room for a, a fourth console, you know? Because I don't about, think there is, dude. Yeah. Because even though like Switch is kind of like in its own lane, right? Because mm-hmm. Switch isn't competing with PS5 or um, the yeah. Xbox. So, um, but yeah, but like, and then I don't know what what's Sega going to do. They're going to come back and try to compete. It, yeah, it probably just would make more sense to not. Yeah, it was probably that was probably the best move at the time, you know. Yeah, and, and now now that now there's a bunch of crossover and shit, and it's cool. Like, whatever, you know, corporations I, are going to do what corporations are going to do. I really thought Google Stadia was going to be like way better than it actually is. Cause, Do you have one? Uh, no, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I don't want to be like one of those early adopters because I'm like, okay, this sounds like a little yeah. too good to be true. So let me see how yeah. it plays out. And then just kind of like, um, you know, uh, watching people's reviews on YouTube and just talking about how bad it actually is. I'm just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like this is. Yeah, that like, shit was rough. Yeah. Which like I was I, you know, I feel like in, in the future that probably is gonna be the way to go. And obviously Google's like trying something like new that um there probably just isn't enough power for, right? When it comes to like cause like lag is like the the the, the biggest issue, right? Like, oh yeah. They do have all these like data centers across the world, but to be Even able to then, yeah, to be able to access all that and to have it, 
you know, run as smooth as they claimed it would. Um, it just, yeah, it, I, I just yeah. don't think we're there yet. The Steam Deck looks sick. It does, but then I don't I'll, think I care enough. Same here, because like I'm not gonna want to play, you know, Yakuza like a dragon when I'm out and about. Like if I'm out and about, yeah. like there's a reason why I'm out outside of the house. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And yeah. like I, I put all this stupid fucking money into my in my PC. Like why? Mm-hmm. I don't want to. I don't need another one. Yeah. You know? And then if I'm traveling, like. I, I I hate tra like I, I like traveling, but I hate the traveling part. So I'm trying to sleep on the plane or something. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm not trying to play video games. Zonked. Yeah. Yeah. I'll watch a movie or something, but like mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I and I was thinking about that like on Switch. I was like, oh they it's like, yeah, they put fucking Dark Souls Remaster on the Switch. And then I was thinking about it and I was like, do I really want to be on the plane playing Dark Souls? I don't think I do. Yeah. No. I don't think I do. Yeah, like, like, <laughs> even like when I took my when I would take my switch out to places like the few times that I did, I was like, this is I feel kind of corny. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I feel I feel like one of those people. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm so antisocial that I'm playing Mario Kart in Disneyland. Right. It's just like <laughs> this is fucking weird. Bro, I could, we could be playing real Mario Kart. Yeah. So it, I, it's cool. Like I, I like that there's another competitor. Like I, I'm, I'm surprised that like you know, because like PSP was so fucking cool, right? So many awesome yeah. games, but for some reason they could just never, uh, you know, take hold. Like you know, PSP, PS Vita, they'd come out, be successful for a little bit, but then it would just kind of fizzle out. But um, I, I like handhelds, but I'm not gonna yeah. go out and get a Steam Deck to play like my like full on PC games on the go. Yeah, I wish Valve were fucking making Half Life Three instead of working on the Steam Deck, but whatever. Dude, they they just print money, right? Because you think about like how successful Steam is. Just just think about how successful Steam is, right? It's like, the platform. You know? Yeah, yeah. I refuse. Like like people like oh go get this for free in the Epic Store. Fuck the Epic Store. I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to the Epic Store. Um, I know, dude. Uh, I I can't think of a single person who uses Origin as their fucking. Yeah. as their platform you know what i mean like it's just steam yeah you have no idea how excited i was when um they announced that apex was going to steam finally because um there, there's a few there's three well there was three and i'm down to two like i, I apex wasn't in my steam because it just wasn't on steam right uh genshin impact that's like you know some, uh. some chinese shit that's not going to be in steam and then final fantasy 14 i th- this was before i um, you know uh, thought about steam but i had like yeah. you know, pre-ordered like the legit like uh, collector's edition so I, I had just the standalone final fantasy 14 so that's how i've always played it right anytime i ever upgraded i would either play it on my pc or i would get it on you know free uh, you know um version on uh, playstation so then i would just upgrade whatever there but then when steam came out i was like damn it i was like i don't want to go and pay more money yeah. just to have it on steam when i already have every version you know outside of steam so that's exactly that's it but everything else in steam if, if it's not yeah. on steam i i'm not gonna play it like even when i'm xbox game pass i'll I'll, i give a pass to okay like i'll use the the shitty ass xbox app you know because i have to yeah plus i mean it's all the final fantasy games are on there yeah it's clunky but there are dude like for like what it's like 9.99 a month yeah like i don't think you can beat that deal because there's been so many games that i've played on there and even like replayed games like and i'm like this is a a really good deal i haven't checked it i'm I'm gonna look right now what new shit they've added Take me to the games. Have you played that that Hades game? I I, I bought that game uh, just because I, I I like that game so much. That game is like for one of those um I, I forget what they call them like those rogue dungeon games or uh, roguelike. Yeah, 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 super fun because like I, oh, I play Age of uh, Empires. Yeah, the, 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 Psychonauts. There's so much to choose from. Uh, 
Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah you, get, you get. Oh, dude. All the Bethesda games are on there now. Yeah. Let's go. Play some Fallout New Vegas. Dude. I I tried um, getting back because I've I've beat New Vegas probably like fucking six times now, and I tried uh, getting back into it like a few months ago. But I was like, all right, I'm gonna mod the shit out of it and then play mm-hmm. all the DLC. <laughs> and I went a little too hard. <laughs> And I, all my mods like ended up fucking just destroying the game and corrupting it. And I couldn't like at one point I just like couldn't even play the game anymore. I got stuck in like infinite loads and mm-hmm. like it wouldn't even boot. And no matter how many mods I took off and put back on or or whatever, like it wouldn't run again. And I was like thirty hours in, so I was like very. I was like, okay, cool. I'll try New Vegas again in ten years when they remaster it. Yeah, I, you know, with the mods like. I, the, it sounds so stupid, but the only mod that I really liked was just adding grass. I don't know why. I was like, oh, it's cool to see grass in the wasteland, you know? Yeah. Um, it's just so yeah, simple. There's a so lot stupid. of visual mods that definitely help those games out. Mm-hmm. I don't like the full overhaul, like full new textures and shit. That makes it feel disingenuine. But um, as far as like the filters and the fucking color and a lot of quality of life stuff like uh, it was cool to play with that because i'd only played it on console before mm-hmm. so yeah hey, did you ever have a chance to play the outer worlds so yeah i did um i played it right when it came out mm-hmm. and i beat it and um i liked it but nothing like stuck with me like um especially i think what what stood out as being super whatever was like all the items and all the weapons and shit mm-hmm. like i literally couldn't tell you like a single gun i liked in that game it just seemed like you always picked up a different variation of something weird of weird future gun x and whatever and that the story was cool though um the art direction was was all right i liked the weird fucking pr- professor and shit uh, but also it was like 10 hours. It was like little. Yeah, it was really short. I like I remember beating it and being like, oh, it's so it's over. OK. All right. I th- think I that really cool. liked it because it kind of scratched that um, that fallout itch that I've been having since like fallout four. Because like, did you have a chance to play fallout 76? I did. I, I didn't play when it came out, but I played it since, like post all the patches. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I think do you think it's a good game? It's just not for me. Yeah, for sure. It, it's not like it has like the Fallout vibe, obviously, but it's not like the Fallout that I was expecting. So mm-hmm. when the Outer Worlds came out, and I was like, "Oh, cool! This is this is like the vibe that I, I wanted, right?" From like the, the Fallout after Fallout Four, so yep. I was able to play Outer Worlds and I enjoyed it. Um, but it was short. But I'm I'm hoping with the sequel that they kind of you know kind of you know make it longer and kind of go more in depth and kind of give us more variety. Yeah. So. Maybe I might replay it before the sequel. See how I like it. Maybe I'll I'll, I'll take a different route. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, I love like all the Bethesda and yeah. What's that game that they're coming out with? Uh, Death Looper or what's it called? Um, talking about the I think I know uh, Death Loop, right? Is it, that yeah. that's Bethesda, right? I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, it's Bethesda. Yeah, th- that game looks pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I mean. I don't know. I'm kind of. I played the Elder Scrolls games so many fucking times, and I'm burnt on them. Same thing with the Fallout games. Like, mm-hmm. and then I went back. Like my my little brother is super into like Fallout One and Two, so I tried playing those. 
and their um, their vibe, but they're they're pretty fucking hard. And then I even like went back and played Morrowind and stuff like that. So I'm excited for all the new shit that they have, but also I'm like, all right, just fucking just put it out already. Like, I'm not gonna play Skyrim for the tenth fucking time. Yeah, I got Skyrim for free. So I, I saw some hack on. Um, this is kind of shitty, but I, I saw some hack on like Twitter like years ago. Like, oh, just go to Redbox with a gift card, and this is back when you could still do that. So, oh shit! Yeah, so so we went and got uh, uh Skyrim for a dollar. That's sick. Yeah, that's sick. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, oh, oh, I'm like, I don't know who thought of it, but I saw it on the internet. Like, let's try it, and it worked. Yeah. I was like, this is crazy. It doesn't work anymore, so don't don't try it. Go support oh, the companies. Dude, I was I was about to I was about to go down to my local Redbox and fucking. It's a trip that those things are still there. Like when I'm in the grocery store and I see people at the Redbox, I'm like, I'm like, why are you what here? Are you doing, <laughs> like, bro? You, yeah, like you could get this so yeah. much more convenient on your smartphone, your your TV, your, literally. Yeah, any. yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's it's weird, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. Humans are weird, man. Yeah. But Jet, this has been super awesome. I- I'm so happy yeah. that we were finally able to do this. This is uh, you know been something that I've been wanting to do. Like a- like any like I said before, like anytime I can have a chance to put any shine on the Las Vegas hardcore scene, um, I- it's it's my pleasure to be able to do that. Yeah, dude, I I appreciate it a ton. When you hit me up, I was super excited because I'd heard a few of the episodes before, and then like I know my my boy Jeff is on this like with you talking about MMA all the time. Shout out Jeff. I've tried to listen to a few of those, but I literally don't know what anybody's <laughs> talking about. So I'm like, all right, I lo- I love Jeff like a fucking brother, uh-huh. but like I was like, I was like, I don't know what's going on, but um, but yeah, like I was I was stoked you you hit me up for this and we we're able to talk about about my fucking my fucking home and some some nerdy shit. Hell yeah! Well, before we sign off, is there anything else you would like to say or shout out that we didn't have a chance to cover? I mean. I mean, too 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 much to too much to cover, but like, I don't know. Um, Reanimus by Purity will be out in the next few months on Static Era. Um, check out fucking we talk about all our bands and out at Outlook Fanzine on Instagram. Purity bleeds on Instagram. Go check out the music videos if you want. Like, we'll be playing shows. We'll be playing shows soon. Um, yeah, come to Vegas. Come fucking mosh. Hell come yeah. hang out. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Goodbye. <laughs>